Hello and welcome to episode 211 of uh, Laps Game Radio. I'm your host, Mark, and joining me tonight, Mr. Andy Piddy, Mr. Nick Case. Gentlemen, how are you doing Hello. on this momentous of days? All right, a bit tired. Yeah. Hello. A bit tired. <laughs> Not too bad. Yeah. It's been kind of a... Wearing black socks. Uh, wearing any black socks. It's kind of a crazy day. Um I'm not wearing any black any. Oh no, I'm wearing black pants. Does that count? Is that uh, is that respectful yeah. enough? Is it is it su- yeah. um, sufficiently respectful that I'm wearing black pants? Celebrate. Mm. Did you have them ready though? Uh, I was when the news came in. No, I was already wearing them this morning. D- did you? Uh, I didn't put these black pants on special preparation. <laughs> I think you just knew. Um, yeah, I think so. I've deep yeah. down my crotch knew. That the queen was going to die today, uh, and uh, that's why I put on black pants. Um, yeah, so we're recording this on the day that, that the queen has died, uh, which is um, well, we're probably not going to get into it too much. People have different feelings on it. I'm very much a Republican. Um, I th- I uh, imagine you guys are as well, but I don't know about our listeners, so won't go into it too much. What has been extremely strange. Um, was the tweets putting out the news and condolences that have come from like GameSpot and IGN and other games news outlets like that? I, I've never seen them. Yeah, I know, deal. but like, yeah, yeah, sure. When other big things happen in the news, there's nothing to do with gaming or po- other popular culture that like GameSpot and IGN cover. They don't tweet about it. It was just so strange seeing a tweet with like GameSpot and then like a photo commemorating the Queen. I think, yeah, yeah she I think like she's a secret gamer. Like, because she's been on the throne for 70 years, it's like, you know, it's a massive thing. And I guess with particularly I IGN, they cover TV, films, and stuff as well. So, you know, the, the crown's massive. So, mm hmm. GameSpot do as well, I guess. I don't know. It was just very, it was very strange to see. Uh, People have been very, very selective with like which brands, um, like condolences they retweet. And the only one that Libby's retweeted is Poundland's message. Rest in peace, your majesty. All of us here at Poundland mourn your loss and honor your life of service. Good old Poundland. Um, (laughs) Anyway, let's not talk about that anymore. Um, Let's talk about Video games and um, what we've been playing in. Um, Nick, you look very distracted today. Are you all right? Sorry, I'm I'm scrolling down LinkedIn. Sorry. Why are you scrolling down LinkedIn? Is oh, it? I'm just seeing what everyone's saying. You're looking for a new job. What people are saying on LinkedIn? Yeah. Anything? Any? That's a, that's a hotbed hotbed of news. Yeah, is, there, is there anything? Any any spicy takes on hot on LinkedIn? No, it's LinkedIn. No one can be spicy on LinkedIn. Oh, that's true, of course. Otherwise, they don't get jobs. Fair enough. Um, I suppose... Very respectful. Should we talk a little bit about what we've been playing, first of all? And then... Nah. I don't know. We could talk a little bit about like what games that are coming up in the rest of the year we're looking forward to. Because we're getting towards the business end of the year, right? Silly season's coming up. Or the traditional silly season. Gaming period. silly season, yeah. F one silly season the finishes, silly season. and the gaming silly season comes up. Does the F one silly season? I was listening ever to. Really I was listening to Jeff Gertzman 
the other week and he was saying that um the new Madden comes out soon and Madden used to be like Madden came out and then you yeah. knew all the games were going to come out and then everything all the games came coming out, out. Yeah. Mm. and like it doesn't off. feel that way anymore I don't know it's... well loads of stuff got pushed back into Q1 didn't it um that yeah, because that like a was a like trend. the Capcom it, slot, wasn't it? Capcom would always release a, a big game in Q1, and now everyone does. Everyone seems to have yeah. copied them. Ooh. Oh, well. I mean, there's still some big yeah, games coming out. people, there's no games. Um, there's, still, there's still some some big games coming out in the next few months, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll come on to that. Um, first of all, what have we been playing? Uh, Andy, it's been a little while. Um... What what nineteen nineties video games have you been playing? Uh, hmm. One, well, a remake of one or a retake of one. Um, no, so oh, I forgot. I was that one to the list as well. Um, so I, the last time I came up with these, it was a bit slow for me. Then I went away on holiday to um, Ireland, the Emerald Isle. What I normally do when I go to Ireland. Yep, I normally take the PS4 with me, and I sort of install loads of games on it, because, mm-hmm. I don't know, even though I'm not going to get a chance maybe to play them all, but I normally just put loads on, so little bits and bobs and little things, and so I just have a variety of choice. Mm-hmm. So, I've ended up playing since then about seven, eight games, bits and bobs. Um, two are completed, a part of the Braveland trilogy. Um, I mentioned the first one, Ice Mage. Um, and the last time I was on, um, I managed to complete that. Um, Braveland, Ice Mage, it's the turn-based, a bit like Might and Magic, um, all set on one screen. Um, it was part of the second one of the trilogy of games. It improved on the first one, which was a barbarian one, fighter one. Um, bit of variance, a bit of um, what do you call it? Um, leveling up required, but overall that was good. And then the pirate one was the last one they released. I completed that, and that was really good. Really nice little storyline with it. Um, you had to explore various islands on it. Um, some choices where you could go. Um. And and you could go linear, or you could go explore a bit of a world, and that one was really good. I mean, I picked that gate was that game of the Brave and Trilogy for about three pounds. Um, second one I played was Lego Incredibles. I've started that with my daughter, Francis. Um, we're just on the second level of that. Um, once again, it's a Lego game. It's fun. She's enjoying it, but somehow or the other, I do not know how they have got 113 characters from um the two incredible films find that there are 113 characters in the two incredibles films i there isn't that's the point i don't know but there's 113 characters in the lego incredibles game i wonder if they're going to be like a lot of like palette swaps alternate costumes stuff like that right (laughs) i don't know i don't know I mean, there might be some Pixar. There might be some Finding Nemo. Nemo. Dog, I, I don't know. I don't know what they've put in into these characters. Because for me, there's not 113 characters in both films. <laughs> but that's really good. It's another Lego game. We're enjoying that. Um, 
Then um, I played a bit more of Triumph Free, a bit like the yes. Lost Vikings, three different characters, sorting out your puzzles out. Um, we're about two levels away f- from completing that with my brother. Another one I played with my brother, Wolfenstein Youngblood. It's okay. Um, it, you know, when you play with someone, it's um, you have a bit of fun. Um, the shooting is okay. It's good. You know, it's solid. There's nothing remarkable about it. The thing that really gets me about Wolfenstein Youngblood is just no sense of humour about it. Like um, the first one that came out on the um, PS4 um, at the beginning of the PS4 generation. But uh, there's some choke points as well, some really difficult areas in Wolfenstein Youngblood. But that's good. Then, while out abroad, I played, started on the single player of Puyo Puyo Tetris. I just wanted to play through it. So it was like um, this single player mode. I think there's... I thought there was, I think there was about 30-odd levels a lot. to it. Yeah, um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of campaign in there. Yeah. Um, the story, yeah. The story re- it goes some places, it's... doesn't it? it? It goes some crazy-ass places. Yeah. It's a real weird one. There's characters flying in from all over the place, and they very all seem to be very, very angry. So as soon as you, they come in, they start fights. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so... I don't know. It, it's fun. The game is great. I mean, the story. I mean, whoever came up with that, no, it's Japanese, isn't it? I mean, just, they just seem to go wild with it. Here, here you go. We're doing this game. Can you think of a story? Doesn't matter what you do. Whether you do out of space, aliens, or whatever, do it. Just come up with some sort of story, and we'll just fill it in. And each level, you're either going to be playing Tetris or Puyo Puyo, or doing a mix-up. So that's what seems to be it. But it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's good. Um, the other one... Um, do you remember a game called Pang? 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 Pang. No. Pang was an arcade game from the 80s or 90s, I think it was. It's basically you play as a character and you are destroying balloons or big balls. Um... And they did sort of like a remake of it called Pang Adventures. I heard Andy likes to destroy big balls. She's on. <laughs> some of them explode and send electricity. It's quite funny. Um, yeah, so this is a remake of um, an arcade game from the late 80s, early 90s. Um, I just got it cheap on the PS4. I think it was a couple of quid. Um and it's such a great, fun little game. Very frustrating at times. Um, it's co-op as well, um, couch co-op, where um, two of you can take characters. Um, I'm playing through the tour. I think I've only got about twenty. I've done about twenty-five percent of the game. Um, about forty-five levels. Um, traveling different um, areas, and in between each area, you are fighting an alien. And first of all, first area, you know, it's just simple balls that are bouncing around the screen. And if you get hit by a ball, you die and you just start again that mm-hmm. quickly. Um, you have to either reach a certain score for each level and survive. It might be 200,000, 150,000. 
or you can clear the screen of all the balls. Um, but it's just so much fun, so re addictive in terms of the gameplay, how simple it is. As you get on, progress through so far, you get balls that when you hit them, they send down electricity down to you, so you have to dodge out of the way. There's balls that explode. Um, there's all sorts going on. Essentially, you start off sometimes you get with bigger balls, and then when you hit them, they bounce into smaller balls, then smaller balls. It It's just addictive. You Sometimes you get to a block in the game and you're struggling for about half an hour, you know, time after time after time, and then you just sometimes you're just whizzing through three or four, five, six levels at a time. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, that's Pang Adventures, I think it's just on about everything. And really, the final game I've played or I'm playing at the moment when I made the start of this is Immortals Phoenix Rising. Have you heard? Oh, of yeah. This? Yeah, um, it's one I've like looked at uh, a number of times. It's been it's always like cheap on the Switch, which is wild because no games are ever that cheap on the Switch. But like, mm. uh, or at least not like AAA games. But this one is like always really cheap on the Switch, and then, and then they just added it onto um, Game Pass. Yeah. So uh, I've been I've been tempted to to play it a few times because it's it's set in it's uh, set. In like Greek mythology, right? Yeah, it's set in Greek mythology. Um, it's mm -hmm. by the team that did Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, is it uh, like a kid-friendly God of War? Yeah, it is. You know, um, I'd introduce my daughter to it. Um, you do fight Cyclopses and various monsters, um, mm. and the story is. So, quite self-deprecating it's quite funny in how they do it and the character and the voice acting is really good I mean I'm playing as a female and with the god stuff it's a very very light touch um, and there's a sense of humour behind it um, mm -hmm. of course it's got the traditional climb a statue this time unlock all the area you know reveal everything in that area there's yeah what Ubisoft? It's a Ubisoft for. game, yeah. yeah. But um, from what I've, what little I've seen of it, which which isn't isn't a huge amount, um, they're cribbing quite heavily from Breath of the Wild, which is like it's not inherently a bad thing. No, I mean I never played like, it. It's it's quite Zelda-ish, right? Mm. Um, a lot yeah. of a lot of puzzles and and open world exploration and and whatnot. From yeah, what I've seen. There's a lot of vaults. Um, there's a lot of things to upgrade. There's a lot of ways you can upgrade your character, um, whether it's through godlike abilities or skills. Um, it's very much an open world. Um, certain parts, certain bosses that you're probably not ready to fight. It does have a stamina bar, but you can set yep. the game up as you wish. So you can set it for easy mode and your stamina doesn't loot isn't going down as quick. Um, you can increase. You get things to increase your stamina. And things to increase your health. It's very, very light. It's very, it's very kid friendly as an open world. It's very mm -hmm. good. It's very pretty. It's, it is good looking. It's a good looking game. A lot of colours. Very bright. Um, the combat system's very fast. Very intuitive. Um, I find it a bit more. 
don't feel as slow as Assassin's Creed because I haven't played the latest ones, but it very mm. much feels like um, uh, Amala. Do you remember the Amala game? Which Kingdoms was, of Amala? Yeah, where the character yeah, was very fan. fast. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. That was one of the things that I really liked about that game was the was the the speed of the combat. Yeah, and that's what Immortals feels like. It, it feels very fast. The character is very fluid. You can do a lot of um, moves. You can fight in the air, knock people out of the air. It's very much like a bit like Devil May Cry, Amala. So it's a lot of fun, and it's good. I mean, it, and they've also got a voiceover going, so it's almost like they're telling the story from the past with Zeus and mm. another guy I can't remember. But it's worth playing. It's worth trying on if, you, if if you've got if it's on Common Game Pass. I just picked it up for about eight, nine quid, physical copy. It's cheap. It's cheap everywhere you look. Um, there is a season pass, which I will probably get. Um, mm. If I see it cheaper. Um, and there is another se- there's a sequel to it. So it has been a success for Ubisoft. That's good. Um, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's not looking at how long to beat. Dot com, which is not always the most accurate, but uh, usually like a reasonably good sort of estimate. It's not unreasonably long either. No, no. Twenty five hours for the main story and everything, which is uh, twenty five hours is a long a lot of time. Don't get me wrong, but that's less than uh, recent uh, Assassin's Creed games have been. Yeah, it, for example, I mean, I put more than a hundred hours into um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla in the end. Yeah. And there's a lot of the ease of ease of life options, you know, where you can make mm. the game a lot easier for you. So, and that's good. Mm. You know, if you want to make it harder, um, you can make it harder. You do gain a lot of weapons. There's a lot of variety, a lot of fight, different fighting styles. And Ancient Greece, I'm always a big fan of Ancient Greece. Um, and the art style, I do like the art style of it. So it's mm. really good. That's really recommended yeah. for a laps gamer. Uh, if you've got the time to spare, oh, I suppose it's on Game Pass. You can just dip in and see if you like it. You can dip in. I presume that's on Game Pass on Xbox as well as on PC. I presume. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be on both. I think it is on Xbox yeah. as well. But you see, copies around regularly going for a five quid on PlayStation. So it's not. Mm. It's not an expensive game. Okay. Okay. Um. So cool. That's Anything it. else? Uh, three. Nope, that's it. Eight games. Fair enough. That's a that's a decent chunk of games. Hmm. Uh, Nicholas. Hello. Tell me about F one Manager twenty twenty two. Was it just F one Manager twenty two? I think it's F one Manager twenty two. I'm not sure actually. Who cares? No. Um. Who gives a fuck? I it's the game that I wanted it to be mm-hmm. in everything. Um so yeah, so F1 Manager twenty two um is created by Frontier. Yes. Who made their name My local with studio. The Planet series Planet series for Planet Coaster, Planet Um Zoom, Probably Elite and then before that. Elite. Oh yeah, Elite, yeah, yeah. yeah Elite whatever. and then Planet Coaster or Planet Zoo. Uh, All right, whatever. Yeah. 
Um, and then more recently, I've dipped into the Jurassic World theme park games, which yeah. I hear the first one is good. The second one is... Meh. No, they're both pretty... They're fine. <laughs> oh. They're serviceable. Uh, there's just absolutely no depth to them. Christ. Well... I'm happy to report that uh, F1 Manager 22 is complete opposite to that yeah. experience. Um, oh, it's oh, so good. Mostly. Um, I have a couple of minor criticisms, but... Oh, okay, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, F1 Manager sees you take the role of team principal um, for an F1 team. Um, you can't make your own team. You have to select one of the teams on the 22 roster. Um, uh, and you just kick someone out i haven't looked into it yet uh they they have the f- all the teams drivers principals engineers and everything all the way down to formula three i don't know if you mm-hmm. can manage a formula two or formula three team i don't think you can i probably should have looked into I'm that not sure <laughs> i think the other stuff is just for like development isn't it and going and hiring staff and, and whatnot yeah 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 gotcha. exactly um so you take the role of team principal which basically means that you are responsible for developing the car um developing um facilities to enable you to develop a better car hiring all the staff to enable you to develop a better car and do better on a week on a uh, race weekend and actually controlling and managing the strategy and telling your drivers what to do on the weekend effectively um if anyone's played motorsport manager which i've talked very good things about in the past Mm -hmm. um it feels very much like they have taken the best bits of that game and made them better and added a lot more good things as well uh to it yeah um so yeah i mean i think the main thing that is great about f1 manager 22 is the race weekend itself is just like watching f1 on the on the tv but you actually get to kind of call the shots for your team the graphic fidelity and the way that things play out in the races it is just like watching an f1 race which is Mm. great you know um Everyone can always do with more F1. And yeah, it's just, it's really fun. Really fun. Yeah. I took on the incredibly hard task uh, of managing Williams, uh, who, for those of you who don't know, are the worst team on the grid currently. Uh, Well, Uh, one of their drivers definitely is. One of their drivers is the worst. One of their drivers is a very good driver. Yes. But he's in a shit shit box of a car. Yes, yeah. They don't have enough money to uh, develop it very well. No. So I thought I would try and make Williams great again because <laughs> they used to be great and mm. they deserve to be great again. They do. So, um, yeah, it's not going great so far. Really? That car is a real shit box. Yeah. Um, sort of battling for. I I had a sixteen seventeen finish. That's not bad. Which is pretty. That's not bad. Uh, in Jeddah, um, but no, it's the. I think the main thing is it because F one development takes so long. It's like sixty days to develop a part or something. If you don't rush it, if you rush it, then there's a chance that it might not work and it'll yep. be crap. And then the part that you develop and stuff. might not have a massive tangible effect. So. Exactly. Um, so I I figured I'd just 
wait it out at the back and play the long game. Um, but it's a very long game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm enjoying just watching the races, to be honest, and, and seeing what happens. Um, they've got all the they've got Crofty doing the commentary, um, which is really interesting because he's the fake video game Co- Crofty is better than the real life Crofty because he doesn't say, "Oh, and here's Carlos Sainz," and and it's actually Charles Leclerc. Um, it doesn't. He doesn't make stupid mistakes. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He literally can't. <laughs> literally can't because you know it's code. Yeah. Um. Ah, uh, I like Crofty's commentary is kind of legendary. It's not as good as Murray. No one will ever be as good as Murray, but he doesn't half fuck up a lot of the time. Um. But no, um, absolutely loving F1 Manager 22. Uh, Mark, what are your little issues and niggles with it? Um. Well, first of all, uh. I- I agree with everything you say. It's um, it takes all the best bits of Motorsport Manager and then adds a layer of polish and authenticity that Motorsport Manager couldn't because it didn't have the right to any real drivers, any real racing series, any real circuits. And so, even when it was heavily modded, we found a uh, some amazing mods on the Steam Workshop which had. All of the correct formula, correct roster. Yeah, all the correct rosters for formulas one, two, and three, and the World Endurance Championships and everything, and that was great. But you're still racing on fake tracks uh, and whatnot. Um, so having that level of authenticity of real teams, real drivers, real circuits, the real F1 can- uh, calendar and everything, um, the real rules and regulations and whatnot is really really cool. Um, I'm two full weekends into the game, uh, and apart from speeding up a little bit when drivers are doing like long runs in practice sessions, I haven't been, you know, doing two, four, eight, sixteen times speed. I've been running at regular speed because I'm locked in an intense. I took over the Ferrari job, um, mm-hmm. because. <laughs> Uh, this season has been so frustrating. Uh, I needed to fix Ferrari. It turns out that car's amazing. <laughs> have you got some clown? Have you got some clown makeup? No, 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 no. I don't need any clown makeup because I'm not a fucking clown in this game. It turns out if you get the strategy right, that car's a fucking. It's a machine. It's so good. Um, I think the cars, the car performances are very based on the f- opening weekend. They the are, which is why McLaren Saudi. is so shit. In the open, McLaren is yeah. shit. Um, Williams are Mercedes aren't that good. No, not at all. Um, yeah, and it's Ferrari sort of winning. Yeah, um, we'll see how that progresses would... through. Well, I don't know because like it, it, it's just they have the car set at the performance levels they were at at the beginning of the season, and then I guess oh. the 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 AI it's will up to you to develop. Yeah, it. up to you to develop yeah, your yeah, car, yeah. and then the AI uh, control and the other teams will develop those cars in whatever direction they they decide to go in. And I, I don't know how it, whether it will play out the way it has for certain teams over the season or not, because you know, like I said, I'm only two weekends I, in. Um, I think the Mercedes is going to develop better in the game than it is in in real life. Real life, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, they didn't know that the Mercedes car was such a shit car and it's like like a flawed design car that would never work it's pretty much unfixable yeah and they've got a lot of good facilities and team principle you know what i mean their team is structure will be very highly rated in the game yeah so i think 
they might come into contention in the end of you know by the end of the season yes probably um if not sooner uh in the game mm. but um that stuff is is amazing i i still like even having played i don't know how many hours that is maybe four hours for in total no probably closer to five because i've played two full like i haven't sped up qualifying or the races at all um I sped up practice a bit. So just to make that go a bit. Yeah, quicker. I sped up practice a bit, but like even running at full speed, like qualifying's like best part of an hour, and a race is like mm-hmm. an hour and a half, and I've done two of each. Um, What's the best part of an hour for you? What for quali? Yeah. Well, you know what I mean, like the length of sessions. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm saying for you, I I get knocked out in Q1. Oh so. right, I get you. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um shitbox i haven't yet lost uh, the the novelty hasn't worn off yet of like when you send an instruction and you hear carlos Sainz's engineer say um uh you know like uh if, if you say like you need to conserve fuel and then he'll be like and big lift and big lift and then hear carlos come back on the radio being like copy um and like Charles Leclerc complaining in practice if at the end of his long run, like the car isn't set up right uh, and whatnot. Like the the so they've got like a lot of of radio messages from all the drivers and their respective engineers, uh, and hearing that stuff is uh, is very it, it just adds to the layer of immersion. Um, the yeah the camera angles are all like you've got like um, cameras dotted around the the track that you can look at or you can have in map view or you can have the onboard cameras like the tv cam tv pod camera on the top of the um uh, air intake above the the driver's head which is the view that i use most of the time um it's all very very good uh and the f- the, the 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 fights i've been having with with max verstappen um in those first two races have been very very enjoyable and like, you know, first stint is always incredibly tight. There's a lot of overtaking and re-overtaking. And then like the strategy really comes into it and like whether to undercut or overcut and how well mm. that plays out has been really, really fun. Um, and then agonizing over whether you've made the right call as everyone around yes. your boxes. And you're like, no, I'm gonna, I've got to stick to my strategy <laughs> for another three laps. Yes. Yeah. And it'll be great. And then I've ended up like what happens. jumping on the F1 app and going back to uh, on every Monday after a race weekend, they put out an article about like which teams got the tactics right for that race. And so then I'm like, with the benefit of like, you know, 2020 hindsight, applying what teams did right in those races to that race in uh, F1 manager. Mm. Um, which at some point I'm going to catch up with where we are and then I'm going to be completely on my own and that's going to be very funny. Um, but uh, it's really good. Um, there's just a few little niggles and it, it is literally because this is the first one of these games that, that Frontier have made. They've made park simulators and they've made space flight simulators. They've never made a motorsport management sort of game, a sports management game. Um, and it's just the sort of stuff that... Um, motorsport for something like motorsport manager has that um 
F1 Manager doesn't have, but that's because Motorsport Manager is iterated over like a number of um, uh, games. Release. Yeah, number yeah, of releases. releases. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Um, things like you, uh, the, the only um, uh, feedback you get on how things are going during the race is like an email through from the board at the end of a race or anything like that. Whereas in like Motorsport Manager or something like Football Manager or something like that, you've got like the social media feed where it's like full of like fake tweets and fake articles and stuff like that. So you have some sort of idea of like what people are saying in the wider world of this fake version of whatever season it is that you're running, whatever sport it is you're, you're, you're managing. Um, stuff like that would be kind of nice. Um that's quite a new addition to the football manager games, though, isn't it? I mean, it's like been in there for like the last four—I don't know—at least five years worth of football managers. Okay. Um, no, probably more than that. Actually, the last one I played before this current one was like Football Manager seventeen, and it was definitely in there. Right. So they've been doing it for a while, uh, and most Football Manager has it uh, as well. Um, there's a few little bits and pieces where you can see that they sort of cut corners a bit. So, like, the car models are the same for every car. Um, from, especially, I don't know if it's, if, like, I think it's literally just, like, a different skin on each car. Uh, so, for example, yeah. when you're looking, you'll, you'll have noticed this, when you're looking from the TV camera pod on the, win, on the Williams, uh, it's got, like, the heads-up displays on the steering wheel rather than on the dashboard or whatever um yeah and if you were to replace for example the little winglets that go over the front wheels um you see no visual change in the game those models don't change at all um but it is the first time they've ever made a game like this and i think overall they've, they've knocked it out of the park i've been really really impressed um yeah i've uh, been watching definitely. a lot of i do have i have one minor niggle um that i've just remembered mm-hmm. um drs is way overpowered it is particularly at bahrain but again in bahrain they, it was it is overpowered you know, in real life yeah. however like i was i a good 20 laps of that race i it was me and lance stroll overtaking each other <laughs> on the drs each consecutive lap yeah uh Got a bit boring after a while. Yes, there is that. that I've had that a lot. Like um, first stint of a race, uh, it's like um, hopscotch basically between Carlos and Charles and and um, and Max overtaking each other, um, and then it's not until like uh, the pit stop stuff starts to come in, and then we get split apart a little bit more, and then it's a case of just. Uh, I've had to, but then, but then, like, if you're both your cars are still close to each other, they'll keep overtaking each other, uh, which isn't yeah. particularly great for keeping a good like race pace. So um, I have to add you tell I have to tell them to not to fight. Not to fight yeah. Um, I can't believe you are wow. imposing team orders on the first race of the calendar. That, no, uh, Charles has won one race. Carlos has won the other race. They are equal points. Um, Whoever get, whoever gets the um, uh, whoever comes in second, I let go for first fastest lap. <laughs> so th- they're on equal points. 
at the moment. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Do the drivers challenge you, though? You know, like, do, if you say no. strategy, do they just accept it or do they not? They, they just approach? accept it. Yeah, it's the sort of yeah. thing that I imagine will come in in later because, like, if you if you go back to like older versions of Football Manager mm. back in the day mm. when that series was still kind of in its infancy, um, you wouldn't get players like uh, you, they didn't have a whole system where players would get upset with you because they weren't playing enough games or whatever, mm. or you subbed them off when they were on a hat trick or something like that. Um, or, you know, the contract offer that you've given them is not high enough and they feel insulted. Um, that's the sort of thing that if they carry on making this series and iterating on them, I'm sure mm. they'll, that those, those little extra flourishes they'll add in. But, like, as a foundation for a series, this is, like, it's really, really good. Really good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm having a hell of a lot more fun playing this than I, than I, than I, I did towards the end playing the actual F1 game, to be honest. Um, so, yeah. Can you do wind tunnels I, and stuff, or is it just... Yeah, it's, there's yeah, like... You allocate wind tunnel time Ooh. for your parts. Yes. So you have a, a set num- number of wind tunnel hours mm-hmm. you have per quarter, I think. Uh, or whatever, uh, No, whatever. It's, I think it's per um, year, because isn't it set... Because like, it follows the rules, year. and you have... The amount of time you have is based on the your finishing the team's finishing position the season before. So, like the worse you mm-hmm. did, the more wind tunnel time you get. Right. Um, but then there's also like um, a certain number of you have a limited number of man hours that you can utilize for development mm. of parts, research and development of parts. Um. Mm. There's a lot in there. A lot of there's a lot of stuff to strategize with outside of the race weekend, uh, and I've I've barely even got into that stuff. There's there's a hell of a lot to to mess cool. around with. There's there's like um, upgrading the current season's car, but then you've also got to think about the next season's car as well, and how much resource you allocate into that. And the more that you allocate into the fo- the next season's car, the less you can allocate into the current season's car. But then you're also upgrading your facilities, um, and you know, uh, yeah, you've got to think about the engine reg changes in yeah. a few years' time as well. <laughs> like that far, you're also having to um, think of like the commercial side of stuff, which is something you never have to touch in like Football Manager because that's that's all handled by the computer. But like um, sponsorship deals and things like that um, is all part of the, the you game. Can, you can promise, you can promise certain things to the sponsor to get more money mm. but then it forfeits money if you don't do it like for example mm. you might say we're going to get fastest lap this race mm. and if you get fastest lap that race then you might get an extra million dollars or whatever um, but if you don't get it then you, you lose like half a million dollars yeah. say kind of like a, like um, a little wager the first, the first thing I had to do as team principal was sign off on a welcome party for myself did you do that? yeah <laughs> <laughs> to keep the staff morale I was up. quite happy to spend Ferrari's money. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. mm. Do you have the um, no, Christian Horner dick mud? Uh, well, neither of us are managing Red Bull, so I wouldn't know. Mm. To be honest. Um, there's not... I did you don't have... That, um, that's another thing that's like... You can't really interact with any other... You don't, ha- you don't have like a... 
you know, in football manager, you have press conferences, mm. which again is not something they not something they had earlier on in the series. It's something they added later on. Um, uh, in like, I would like something I would like to be able to see is like press conferences that you would have. Um, uh, Another quite good engineering thing. meetings where you talk to the drivers and stuff like that that I'd like to be able to see mm. added. It'd be good to have um, in again like future iterations or whatever, but. Um a few of a few of your you and your fellow team principals could uh, team up and challenge someone else's new book uh, and rear wing or something Ooh. and say it's not in the rule you know what i mean like actually bring some of that shithousery into the game because <laughs> yeah. it is you know politic politics is part of f1 it always has been yeah yep. um f f1 is basically about engineering a car that is just inside the rules but also a little bit outside the rules too and hoping you get away with it. I'd um, like to see also. I don't know if this is a thing. If like you're managing like a Williams or a McLaren or someone like that, whether in like subsequent seasons you can choose to change engine supplier. Hmm, that'd be cool. Yeah. I don't know currently, um, but I'll find out at some point, I guess. Yeah. But I, but I think this is this is the nice thing is they've they've hit the ball out of the park on the first go, but there's still so much they can add and little mm-hmm. flourishes and and you know extra bits which would make Football Manager 23 also you know a better purchase because it's like oh we're going to add this and this and this and this, yep. and that's just what we think of, yeah, and we're just you know F1 fans and not people that actually put serious time and thought and effort into planning this shit, yeah. I mean, they clearly are as well. There's a lot of, of love for the sport that's mm. that's evident in this game. It's um, it's not a lazy, uh, you know, commercial tie-in video game cash at all. Grab. It's not a cash grab at all. Um, there's a lot more depth to this than there is, for example, in the Jurassic World video games. Uh, yeah, really, really good first attempt. Very excited to see what they do next. And um, I mean, if if nothing else, it's 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 the game that's made chain bear start streaming so yeah that's good that's what that's been they're very really enjoyable. enjoyable streams as uh, well yeah yeah he's been uh managing um Arthur romeo and it's been uh been good watch what is good what is he's like crazy right he's a good driver mm. i mean he didn't finish second in the championship year on year year after year after year for nothing oh yeah sorry i meant like you know compared to how his season is currently turning out. Yeah, he's been doing really well in my in the game. Oh, sorry, he's in my good. season. The game's been doing really well as well. But um, mm. at the beginning, the good like stats. it was decent. That car was at the beginning. It was. Mm. It no. It could never start well. Is its issue. Yeah. It's, they've never really recovered from that. No. How's it done in terms of sales? Is it going to be more likely a sequel or expansion packs for it? I mean, I'm sure there will be. I don't know how well it's sold. Um. A uh, race to number four in the UK sales charts. Mm. That's where it opened. Uh, I don't think they'll have released actual sale numbers yet. No, I can't see anything no. at the moment. But um, number four for an opening of a F1 management game is pretty good, though. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's probably going to do well because the the sport itself is is getting more and more of a um, uh, of a, of an audience. Um, mm. it's, uh, it's getting a lot bigger in America. That's a huge market. Uh, China's probably, uh, um, um, a big market now as well with there being a Chinese driver in the roster. Um, 
and the fact that it's on console as well um, mm. will probably do very, very, very well. I wonder if they will do a you know graphically stripped down version of this and put it out on iPads and and uh, and Android, like because um, F one uh, uh, Motorsport Manager did very well on mobile devices. Um, so I don't know. We shall see. But yeah, good, very good game. Very impressed. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing uh, a lot more of it. Same. Um, you've also played at least a little bit, what I understand, of Death Stranding, right? I've played the tiniest bit of Death Stranding. Like, okay. Death Stranding, I put it on and I was like, I've got like an hour and a half. I can play a nice bit, a nice chunk of this game. I think actual gameplay, I must have played about 10 minutes. And the rest <laughs> of it was cutscenes. Yeah. Did you walk down a hill and get to the, the, the ta- first like town? I ran down a hill yeah. while clutching my backpack. Yeah. Well, that was that's I enough to towel. get like a rough idea of like the basic gameplay of it of the game. That's that's what it is. Wander around, don't fall over, pick boxes up, deliver packages, take them to the. Yeah. Yep. That's that's the basis, uh, the basics of it. Um, it was okay. I've played uh, quite a lot. I played a ch- good chunk of this on PlayStation Four, uh, and then stopped for whatever reason, uh, and kept many to go back. And then when it dropped on PC Game Pass, I thought, well, I'll be play it here with a better graphics and a better frame rate. Um, I won't say too much about it because I've already talked about it on the podcast before. I think at length, if I remember correctly. But um, story's stupid. Um, the all of the dialogue is incredibly badly written, as you'd expect in a Hideo Kojima game. All the more worse the fact. I already have. I already have absolutely no idea what's going on. No, and I already absolutely don't care about what's going on. No, I mean like the basics like premise of it mostly is kind of interesting if you if you take out the weird stuff with babies and whatnot like weird um uh dystopian future where the the um the border between life and death is sort of blurred a bit and uh when and, and the rain makes time speed up so anything it touches ages uh and there's ghosts like cutting about and whatnot um, it's kind of neat, and then everything else about it is really, really stupid. Um, and the dialogue is, yeah, like I said, it's, it's really bad, and it's kind of worse given the fact that it's being delivered by like Guillermo del Toro and uh, Mads Mikkelsen and um, oh god, what's her name? French actress. She was the last Bond girl. Oh, um. I don't know. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, something. Uh, say, say. Got the one he marries. His girlfriend. The one he has yeah, a kid Leia with. Sa- Leah Say. Leah Say Do. That's it. Yeah. Um, she's in there. Uh, and like the the physical likeness of, but not the voice of the director Nicholas Winding Refn. Um, which is very strange. Because, uh, like, how many people... Like, those are the people, like, you, you recognize them. One of the people that you bump into out in the world, like, is is 
the the is fucking Jeff Keighley. And like gamers will recognize what? Jeff Keighley. <laughs> Jeff Keighley's in the game. Um, there's a lot of weird stuff like uh, the mascot for Kojima Productions or whatever his studio is called is called Homo Ludens. That sort of like weird man with a skull face in a spacesuit thing called Homo Ludens. Um, and there's little figures of Homo Ludens around the game. And one of the characters that you can go and make deliveries for is a character called Ludens Fan. And that's Jeff Keighley. <laughs> um, one of the people that you can deliver to is Conan O'Brien from the Conan O'Brien talk show thingy in America. And like, if that shit is all really, really dumb, I can understand like why they put those in there. How many people do you reckon are going to recognize the physical likeness of Nicholas Winding Refn? Two, three. <laughs> Only people who are like really, really into Drive and Only God Forgives, and I can't think of any of these other films right now. Um, he's actually he didn't do the Pusher films, so that's he probably he probably ended up getting involved because Mads Mikkelsen was um was doing it because I think he did Valhalla Rising and I don't know. Anyway, um, it's very strange. The storyline's stupid. Uh, after a while, I just started skipping skipping the cutscenes because. Outside of that stuff, I just really, really like the gameplay of like kicking about and delivering packages. And there's like some very, the game is very, very beautiful. It runs wonderfully on PC. And there's some lovely moments when like you come over the crest of a hill and you're going down to a new place and like the camera just pans out a bit. And one of Hideo Kojima's favorite pieces of music will start playing. He seems to like low roar a lot. There's a lot of low roar in, in this game. Um, but yeah, uh, I I'm kind of enjoying it. I'm going to finish it, but I'm probably going to skip most of the cutscenes because I don't care about that stuff. I really don't care about that stuff. I liked, I did like when I got to the end of the mission and it, it did the typical Hideo Kojima thing of scoring me on every little detail. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get that with every delivery. And giving me a, le- and getting an S for, at the yep. end. I was like, thanks, Hideo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cool little game though. Uh, you played anything else? No. Okay. Um, what else have I played? I did King's Fall, the returning raid from D1. Um, probably the best raid from, from, from D1. It's better than Vault of Glass. I've still got a big soft spot for Vault of Glass, but... King's Falls a better raid, uh, and they implemented it nicely, and they made a few tasteful changes. Um, tried, jumped in with the team to see if we could do it on day one. So, like, the first 24 hours after it launches, it's called contest mode, so you're locked at 25 light under all the enemies. Uh, and, like, we hit a brick wall fairly early on and just got very tired and stopped. Um friend of mine uh, did it... Um, contest mode you have to do the whole raid through once and then do it again with all the challenges and it took them like 20 hours yeah Um, but he got an emblem which you could only get if you completed the raid both parts of completed the raid twice like that in the first 24 hours so it's a very very exclusive emblem Uh, I'm sure he's very happy with it 
uh yeah it's very enjoyable been doing it a few times since then um trying to think what else i've played oh i tell you what um splatoon 3 it's not out until tomorrow at time of recording um but it'll be out by the time you've heard this but they had a uh sort of network test slash uh splatfest so have either of you two played splatoon um no once. yeah once you know the basic premise of it it's like two teams yeah. of four um shooting each other but you're also like covering the ground with ink and at the end of the match over's covered the mouse ground with their color ink that team wins yeah. Um, that's the basic premise of the multiplayer modes. And then every now and then they'd have a Splatfest thing where like you would they'd pose a question like, which is better, this or this? And you have to pick a side. And then the two sides would battle it out over the weekend and the winner winning team, anyone who picked the winning team would get like a bunch of bonuses at the end and, and whatnot. Um it did lead to some unusual ones. One of the last Splatfests they ran in Splatoon 2, the the thing was like which do you prefer, ketchup or mayonnaise? Um, but they had the ink be the colours of ketchup and mayonnaise. What about if you ever really so like, slightly um, burger off sauce? Color. They could have done ketchup and mustard, but the but or or anything like that. But someone didn't stop them, uh, and so for an entire weekend, it was like two teams, and it looked like they were just spraying blood and cum everywhere. <laughs> Um, and it was, it was incredibly gross, but very, very funny. Uh, and and mayonnaise rightfully won because it is a, it is a good sauce. I think if I had um, to, if I had to pick one or the other, it'd be mayo. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, well, there's better condiments than either, but um, those are the choices. Um, what better than ketchup and mayonnaise? Come on, man. A good hot like sauce, like, nice yeah. mustard, barbecue, barbecue sauce, barbecue sauce, barbecue fucking sauce. Yes, I like. It depends what for, obviously. But if if you're talking like dunking chips into, I would go with all right. Yes, mayo all day long. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree with you there. The I mean, chips. that is ketchup. No, no, I'm, that's yeah, where the mayo the, and chips. Mayo where and the chips Belgians, like, the Belgians got it right. Yep. Pom frites no. and some mayonnaise. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they did a network test Splatfest for Splatoon 3. Um, new maps, new music, new hub area, new hosts, uh, uh, the, you know, that do, they do all the announcing and everything. Um, new weapons. All very, very cool. But they also changed up the format of the Splatfest. So this time it was a three, you, you had three teams to pick from. It's like, are you team rock, team papers, or team scissors? Mm. Um, pick a team, go into Splatfest, you do a bunch of fighting and whatnot, and then there's like a halftime during the weekend. Uh, and whichever team is winning, then there's then a new mode where it's a, it's a, th- it's a three-way, basically instead of one team of four versus one team of four. So in the new mode, it's like whichever team is winning when that when the, uh, at halftime, they start in the middle of the map, and there's four of them, 
and then two two teams two representatives from the two teams that aren't winning will start on opposite ends of the map and it becomes like a sort of the team that's in the middle they have like a a particular thing that you can pick up a power up which will be able to create meaning you can spread a lot of ink uh, and they're having to defend that whilst two teams of two are fighting against each other and the team in the middle at the same time um, it becomes this crazy chaotic three-way fight and it's not something they've had in the first two um, and it completely changes up the way that the game's played and it's really really fun uh, and at this point like Splatoon's so good they they could like just not include that sort of stuff but the fact that they're trying to shake up the multiplayer which didn't need shaking up um is impressive uh really really enjoyed it um been a few reviews out already of the single player campaign and it sounds really good and they're bringing back the salmon run um pv the four player pve um mode which i really really enjoyed in splatoon 2 um yeah, really, really looking forward to that. But uh, on the basis of the Splatfest, the multiplayer is going to be better than it ever has been. So very, very happy if it does nice. turn up tomorrow. It's postal strikes notwithstanding. No, and, that's um, not happening ever. anymore. Not happening anymore? Yeah, yeah. but um, I th- then it may have delayed it at some point, you know, over the, the, the delivery chain. So if it doesn't turn up tomorrow, it doesn't turn up tomorrow. As long as it turns up before I go on holiday, that's what I really care about. Um, I think that's about all I've been playing. Um, if we talk about what we might be playing in the not too distant future, sure. as we alluded to, um, uh, we're about to dip our toes into silly season. Um, Madden comes out soon, uh, and as I think Madden's uh, already out, pointed out, that that's um. Oh, it may Madden's already be normal. out. I don't know. Madden's normally August. Yeah. Is so it? Silly okay. Season, season, silly season's with us now. So that comes out before FIFA. Yeah, um, it came out August 19. Okay. Which is what I was oh. saying. Like, Jeff Gersman talks about it when he, he also talks about Saints Row in the same episode. Mm-hmm. And he was saying normally it's like, oh, the game's coming out now, and now it doesn't feel like there's that many. No, there isn't that many. It's not as congested. It usually starts to get congested sort of like February, Ooh. March time the following year. Um, there is some stuff. So we've just had like The Last of Us Part 1, which is the Ooh. second remake of The Last of Us. Uh, just as a side, um, uh, what's his name? Angry Joe, is that his name? The YouTube video reviewer, video game reviewer. I'm not a fan of his stuff, really. It's, it's not my... St- his style does not really jive with me, but he uploaded a review of The Last of Us Part One, and all it is he he basically all he did was re-upload his review from the original version of The Last of Us in 2014 and just changed the thumbnail, which is very very funny. Um, what have we got? It's coming out. That's um. What the hell? I've just spotted the Tomorrow Children is coming out again. I thought that game died. So it died, and then uh, last year, Media Molecule bought the rights to the IP back, and they're bringing it back as an independent developer. All right. 
Okay. Yeah, that game always looked really interesting and then never got a chance to play it before it died. Mm. So that's kind of cool. Um, oh, Metal Hellsinger comes out September 15th. Um, I'm looking forward to that game. Uh, Hard Space Ooh. Shipbreaker comes out to console on September 20th. That's a very good game. Monkey Island. Uh, Return to. Oh, yeah. Mon- Return to Monkey Island. Um, that's pretty big. Yeah, it is for fans of 90s point-and-click adventure games, for sure. Uh, FIFA 23. That's the last one that's going to be called FIFA, right? Yep. The it's following the last, year, they've done it's the last EA-developed FIFA game. It's probably yeah, the after that. politically correct right way to say it. Right, okay. Um, October, that's when we start to get things start to get a little bit more spicy. Overwatch 2, October 4th. Do you reckon it's... I mean, it's going to be free to play. Are you going to try it? No. Were you a fan of the first Overwatch? Never played it. Okay. Uh, me and Chazzy both played a lot of the first one. Uh, so I'm going to ask him to see what... He's probably going to download it and check it out. Um Next most anticipated game of 2022, no. Plague Tale Requiem, comes out on October 18th. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe you'll like this one. It might be good. It's going to be on Game Pass. It Ooh. is going to be on Game Pass. So, I mean, they would have to fix a lot about the first game. Maybe they like, will? Based on the um, the gameplay bits and v- pieces that we saw it not E3, I don't think so, but fair enough. We'll see. Um, interesting. No more Heroes Three. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Andy. A new Ghostbusters game, Spirits Unleashed. Uh, I don't know anything about saying. This is what I. Oh, sorry. This is what I said on a little part of everything, not on this podcast, about Ghostbusters and the you know the bringing it back into. They had a mobile game the other year and stuff. It's Mm -hmm. like Ghostbusters Mm. is back. Uh, apparently, yeah. Spirit Unleashed is a four v one game. Yeah, so that like could be Friday quite cool. Thirteenth and stuff. So it's meant to be quite mm. interesting. And like, um... oh, is it by the same developer? Uh, it's by Ilfonic. It might be. No, it's not. Nah. Oh, no. 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 I don't know who the developer is. It's um... like their second game. Apparently, okay. their first game wasn't yeah. very good. Oh, they made. They make this. They made Predator Hunting Grounds. I've not got that on this list. Predator Hunting Grounds was a like four v one. Yeah, that was a one versus um, game. Yeah, that sort of mode can be really, really good. In uh, when done right, they um, used to be. There was a multiplayer mode in Crisis Three, which was like one person was in a like the Crisis super suit, permanently invisible, and then there was like a whole team of people who were just like squishy human soldiers with guns and it was like can this whole team hunt down the one super soldier or will the super soldier pick them off one by one and it was like a really really cool multiplayer mode um uh but then sometimes it like oh and the the friday the 13th and the well there's the other one as well those games seem to do very well uh but then like evolve like just tanked absolutely tanked um, the other two have got licenses behind them. This is true, and this one has a license behind it as well. So, this first person, 
Uh, from what I can see, I don't know. Maybe it could be could be all right. Yeah, yeah. Might check it out. Um, if it's coming to if it comes to Game Pass or it's ever you know really cheap or whatever. Well, we'll see what the reviews say. Uh, first of all, but um, I don't know. Could be neat. Um, yeah. what else have we got? Gotham Knights is coming out on October twenty first. Yeah. Is anyone excited for that? Uh, bit of DC, I might get it eventually. Probably getting it first thing, but it's um, what's it called? I can't remember. But the developers of the Dark Knight um, Asylum trilogy, either. Rocksmith, um, Rocksteady. Rock- Is it Rocksteady? Yeah, yeah, it's Rocksteady. Okay, I didn't realize it was them. Uh, it makes mm. sense that it's them, but um, hmm. Uh, it's the Montreal. Know. It's WB Montreal making. Oh no, oh, that's the that's the people who made the bad Batman the bad game, one. right? Yeah. No, I um, like that. Like origins. I think it's a bit unfair that you say it's bad. Yeah, I know, but no offense, Andy, but you do like some shit games. Wow. Don't we, don't <laughs> you we went all there and said it. <laughs> no, we do. I do have my soft spot for some utter. What wank. in Montreal? <laughs> it was uh, Origins, wasn't it? Batman City. Batman yeah. Arkham Origins. Yeah. So it's WB Montreal making it, not the not the good. It's even, like uh, even if you like it, it was definitely like the weakest of the lot, right? Definitely. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a weak, okay. you know, it's the strongest, but I thought it was quite good. I thought it was a bit a bit harshly done by by a lot of people, namely. Yeah, yeah. So we're all agreed it was crap. Yeah, wank. Um, <laughs> no. Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two, uh, the last Call of Duty game for a couple of years, and it's being made by the same people who made. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Not, not to, to be, be confused conf- not with conf- Call yeah. of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. And this is not to be confused with Call of, Call Duty, of Duty Modern, Modern Warfare, Warfare 2. 2 in Roman numerals. Yes. No, this is um, Roman numerals 2 in this, normal. 2 was... Right, okay. Fucking hell. Just come up with new names. Um, the last Modern Warfare, the one from a couple of years ago, was... Like it was a high point for Call of Duty in recent years. It was the stepping off point for Warzone. Warzone came from that Call of Duty, and they're um, bringing what well, this will be Warzone Two with this as well, won't it? Yes, uh, and it needs to be good because it'll be the platform for Warzone for a couple of years until they yeah. break another Call of Duty because they're taking Modern some Warfare time 3. off. Finally, um, but uh, if it wasn't for the fact that it was being made by Activision. Uh, I'd be interested in it because, like, like the last Modern Warfare was very, very good. I really, really enjoyed it. But uh, you just said you're going to play Overwatch Two. I wasn't going to give them any money. You can play Warzone Two for free, right? Yeah, but I don't yeah, really I like so. that Warzone. It was I liked Modern Warfare for just the regular multiplayer, um, uh, more than uh, hey, Warzone. Hey, well, well, what we're saying it'll probably be on Game Pass, won't it? Not yet. Maybe I don't. I mean, that's a that's a big that's a lot of money to leave on the table by just sticking it on Game Pass. it'll be a max for a lot of people. It's like one of the two games they buy every year, right? They they either buy that and FIFA, COD and Madden, or COD and FIFA. Yeah, Um, and that'll be it. So, like, to just give it to them for free, or as part of their Game Pass, would be. I don't know. Maybe they will. Who knows? See how um, how eager. Microsoft's had to splash money around. I haven't heard anything about that, though. Uh, New Tales from the Borderlands is also out on October 21st. I was very excited about that until I found that it was being developed by Gearbox themselves. And uh, is it? not hmm. interested anymore. Yeah. 
Um, oh, November. This one's quite good. This what is we got? When, when you look at November, you've got Skull and Bones, Sonic Frontiers, and God of War Ragnarok all in the same. Yeah. Week. God of War Ragnarok is, I think, is the only one that's going to be a, like a big blockbuster mm. thing that's you know sells. Um, Sonic Frontiers will be will be bought by a lot of like the. The freaks that like the Sonic games. Kids and parents. Uh, Kids, parents. Love it so, the happy um, world of Haribo. Adam will buy it. Um, Yes, kids and parents love it so, the happy world of Sonic Frontiers. Mm. Um, (laughs) I've not got Skull and Bones on my list. November 8th, Skull and Bones. Uh, I wouldn't, like, it's... it's, um, I know they did, like, a sort of stream thing about it, and they've... They put a few adverts out, but it really does feel like Ubisoft are not pushing it particularly hard, and it's just being not They're so much pushed out the door because as they have to. They have to finally put out a product after they've put so much money into the development of this game, and it just looks—it doesn't look like what I wanted. Um, but to be honest, what I wanted when this game was first shown is not something I would be particularly interested in anymore because it's taken them so long. It was like 2000 and what, 15, 16, something like that. Mm. It's been too, it's been too long. Uh, and my tastes and the amount of time I can dedicate to gaming has changed. So, um, sorry, I'm not going to bother with that anymore. Uh, dark pictures, anthology, the devil in me. Uh, I can't wait to play that. Probably. Yeah, I'll. I'll uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> I play the same. Um, I mean, we talked about my my favorite game, um, Plague Tale. I'm sure this is your favorite game, Dark Pictures Anthology. Ooh. I still need to play the Quarry because that was actually supposed to be good. Yeah, I, I wanted to play that. I, I also wanted to play. I, I still want to play the rest of the Dark Pictures Anthology. Um, it's just the the one I played was wasn't as good as Until Dawn, mm. but Until Dawn was just really surprisingly good in the end. Like mm. I don't know, I'll, I'll still play them all. I just don't want to pay money for it. Um, but yeah, the quarry looks great. I really want to play the quarry. Um, oh my god, Andy, there's a Warhammer game. It is, but I think it's been delayed, doesn't it? <laughs> Dark Tide. It's coming out uh, on PC, but Xbox has been delayed apparently. I thought PC had been delayed as well. Oh no, it's been yeah, it's been delayed until later this year. Um, I'll tell you what also ta- I forgot ta- to ta- mention ta- in um, uh, Warhammer Forty K Shooters Blood and Teeth. I don't know what that is. Mm. Um, Goat Simulator Three. They showed a trailer for it um, at. Uh, Opening night live at Gamescom. It it looks crazy, wacky, and it doesn't really seem like the sort of thing I'd be interested in. It's not my sort of humor, unfortunately. It's the streamer's delight. Um, I'm sure. Um, December. Hello Neighbor 2 is the the big release for, for December. Uh... <laughs> Um, I, the only thing I know about Hello Neighbor is apparently it's really the, the first one's really really bad, and I always see it in um, on sale. It's always on yeah, sale, it's it's perpetually on sale. On sale. Um, I don't know. No, the, the big one for December is the Callisto Protocol, which is the old Dead Space developers making mm-hmm. a Dead Space by everything but name. Um, that if either of you two were 
Dead Space fans. I never gave it much time. Um, yeah, yeah, I like it. Day. I've played all three. And I've played the one okay. on the Wii U. Extraction, I think, was it? The yeah. On the rails shooter. Yeah, I like I like the universe. I think it's good. Yeah. The only one I played was the first one, and I really enjoyed it. It was like a really good, solid um, sci-fi survival horror game. It felt mm. like old school, over the shoulder. Um, well, it felt like Resident Evil Four, but like a better playing yeah. version of Resident Evil Four, mm. but in space with all the like crazy dismemberment mechanics, and like there was a there's a good amount of um, uh, Event Horizon in there, which is a a terrible film that I really, really like. Yeah, it's a Warhammer uh, film, essentially. What, Event Horizon? Mm-hmm. Is it? Essentially. Man, I should start... I should, I should get into Warhammer if that's... If it's like Event Horizon. If if you look at 40k, essentially Event Horizon is Warhammer 40k when the, pe- when the ships go into the warp um, and mm. there's demons in the warp and... Things there's a lot of law behind it, but essentially things ships can get lost, go mad, and essentially that's Event Horizon. So it's war. So essentially, it's a Warhammer film. Fair enough. Um, what else is coming out? I'll tell you, what, like I said, Tactics Ogre, Reborn. That's meant to be a classic turn-based game remake. Um. Oh, there's a few here that I missed off because unfortunately the list I was looking at was just PlayStation games, so that's a bit shit. Um, So what else have we got here Uh, for the Switch? There's a lot of stuff coming out. Splatoon 3 is coming out, um, like I said. Um, Life is Strange Arcadia Bay Collection, which I presume is all the Life is Strange games uh, put together. Dwarf Romantic is coming to the Switch as well. What a lovely little game that is. Um, Near Automata. Um, a new edition of that finally coming to Switch. Um, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, the sequel to the last Mario and Rabbids game, which was a very, very good XCOM-style game in the Mario and Rabbids shared universe, mm. uh, which uh, everyone thought was going to be really bad or really mm. stupid, and it turned out to be excellent. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to the sequel to that. Um, Persona 5 coming to the Switch, finally. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, coming and to PC. the PC as well. Uh, Bayonetta 3 on October 28th. Um, Harvest Stella on November 4th, which is a... Um, by the half is very, very excited about that. It looks like what if Stardew Valley and Final Fantasy had a baby. Um, looks kind of cool. What was that game uh, called? Pokemon Harvestella. Oh. Thank you. Hi, you are you are excited about that? It looks really neat. It's like it's got a very actually um, Squeenix game. Christ, it's a Squeenix game. Yeah, and it looks it's got a very Final Fantasy sort of like Mm. fantasy techno ish like look about it. But there's there seems to be a lot of Stardew Valley stuff in there as well, which I mean I'm kind of interested in that as well. And I think it's only coming out on Switch as well. Or it might be coming out on PC as well. Um, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet out on November 18th. Are you interested in that as our resident Pokemon expert? No, I just can't be asked anymore. It's, no. I don't know. Too many of them, right? Yeah, too many. Too many. 
Um, upcoming Xbox games, is there anything that we have not mentioned? DLC coming to Fallout 76. That's cool. Um, oh, Slime Ranch Pent- 2. Pentiment. The, um, That's, the is that evil. this year? Mm, must this be November, year. isn't November it? November 15th. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, I dropped a trailer actually in our, our Discord chat for something I saw that's coming up called You Suck at Parking. Um, yeah. <laughs> which looks like a top down racing game where you're not racing like around a circle or anything. You're racing to park your car in a parking space. Uh, but it's loads of like obstacles and stuff all over the like, all over the place, and there's like a looks like there's like single player stuff, but also some multiplayer as well, and it looks kind of fun. Um, anything Xbox specific coming out? Not that I can see. Um, oh yeah, apart from Pentiment, November fifteenth. Um, like we said that's Obsidian. That looks good. Flight Simulator fortieth anniversary stuff comes out in November. So if you want to fly helicopters and the pelican from Halo, um, check that out. Um, High on Life, which was that first-person shooter from Justin Roiland, where the gun talks to you, and it looks incredibly annoying. Uh, yeah. Um, That's taken off Rob, Tro- Rob Trooper. Rob Trooper did uh, that yeah. weapon. A rogue trooper wasn't super annoying. No, that's just that's um, like a good solid game. Hmm. Stuff's coming out on PC. Scorn is coming out in October. The very very HR Geiger, uh, HR Geiger looking game. Uh, definitely not going to play that. Looks like this. This yeah, it looks fucked up. Um, yeah, Harvestella is coming out on PC as well. Um, Company a bunch of games I've never heard of. Company of Heroes Three, yeah. Um, that's a series I've always really admired, but never been able to get into. Um, Warhammer Forty K Dark Tide, yeah, November thirtieth. At least at the moment, that's where it's at. It may get pushed back mm. again. I reckon it's um, pushed back. Uh, and a few other games: Valkyrie Elysium. Uh, yeah, there's some decent mm. stuff. Most of the stuff that I'm really interested in though is coming out like next year. Alan Wake Two comes out next year, Nick. And he's very excited about that. Uh, the Destiny Lightfall expansions out in February. Um, I don't, are you going to play Hogwarts Legacy? Maybe. Yeah. I'm not going to buy you know, it. I'm going to no. If it's Game Pass, I'll probably download it. Mm. I don't. It might uh, be, you know. It looks. I think it. Will. It looks impressive. Um, it looks. I just. Yeah. Just don't want to give any money to them. Yeah. You know. That's, that's the issue. In case any of it finds its way back to J.K. Rowling, but um, which it will. I feel sorry for the developers uh, mm. of that. Uh, what's coming upcoming on um. Next year on uh, Xbox, uh, a lot of stuff. Aliens Dark Descent is next year, which is the strategy, alien strategy game. Um, it's not a huge amount else that's catching my eye at the moment, to be honest. Um, 
Uh, Redshift is next year though, right? Is that what it's called? Redshift? What's that? What's that? The arcane vampire left Oh, dead. Redfall. Redfall. Whoa. Redfall. Yes, that's next year as well. Mm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. There's a few things to be looking forward to at least. Uh, how excited on a scale of 1 to 10 are you for um, Alan Wake 2? 6,598. Um, I did. I like it, was very, very uh, instructive and very helpful um, for. uh, um, I'm presuming it was Sam Lake who did this to tweet out uh, Alan Wake 2 is the sequel to Alan Wake. (laughs) Just in case anyone was confused. And then he later tweeted Remedy is developing Alan Wake 2. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Um, I always yeah. find it funny when I see his face because he was the um, he is the face of Max Payne, Max Payne in yeah. the old games, and it's like, yeah, it's very strange seeing him. Mm. Um, yeah, plenty of games to be looking forward to. Uh, a good number of those will be on. Game Pass, so I don't have to pay money for them. Although, to be honest, I can't keep up with with what's on there at the moment. Um, too many games, not enough time. Kind of sucks being a grown up, doesn't it, Nick? It does. It's terrible. Yeah. I don't know how that's Andy worse, manages to find time with this. Kids. Yeah, and yeah, I know, Andy, but I don't. Know, you, do you, you ever play sleep? more games than any of us? Hmm? <laughs> I'm normally going to bed about two in the morning. What? Yeah. What time do you wake up? Okay. Um, now, in my new job, I'm having to get up about quarter past six. That's not healthy. That's like <sighs> so you get quarter hours sleep, if that. Yeah, at best. That's presuming you Ooh. fall asleep the moment your head hits the pillow yeah. at two o'clock. Yeah. That's... I'm normally going to bed. I'm pushing myself early now, about one. But I'm having to force myself to go to bed. I've always been like this. Was, I'm not surprised. Like, Andy, Andy, do you currently have a cafetiere of coffee next to you? Um, yes, I finished it. That's that's your problem. That's why. That's no, why. But, <laughs> but even when I didn't drink coffee, I never used to sleep that much. You need like it's crazy eight, nine I, I hours keep... sleep a night. It's crazy. Like I don't, I don't get how people don't function on sleep. Like. I can occasionally well, you know, um, not function on uh, sleep that much. Margaret Thatcher used to only get four hours sleep a night, and look at her. She was fucking mental. Mm. you want to be like Thatcher? Maybe I already am. Who knows? No, you don't. No, come on, man. Stop it. <laughs> no. I believe you can no, like, I just can't get I'm, to sleep before one o'clock in the morning. It's weird. I keep snorting this cocaine, and I can't get to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't sleep that much. I've never needed that much sleep. <clears throat> in all honesty, I mean, I struggle as well. But like reading helps. I do read, but when I end up reading loads, so don't really help. I just. End up but are you reading? Are you reading from like a screen? No, reading the proper book. Okay. Right, because that like reading from a book like that, that's enough to set me off. If I'm if I'm in a very very comfortable position and I start reading, I get sleepy. Mm. No, yeah. so 
I'm a bit tired this week because it's um, a longer drive, um, mm. back to normal routines. Um, so, mm. yeah, and work as well. So, But eventually my body will adjust and I'll be just back to about four hours or so. I mean, I went to bed about half one last night. Yeah, that's crazy. I couldn't, I couldn't do that, man. I couldn't do that. Like and then help with the kids a little bit, and then um, back on the M62, drive for half an hour, start work, leave work, come back, do a bit of shopping, dinner, put the kids to bed. Well, I get more sleep than that, and I don't have, I don't have to take any kids to work. I, mm. I, I, I literally, I have to roll out of bed. Yeah, and put on, uh, like uh, you know, a couple of items of clothing, <laughs> and, and sit in front of my computer. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't even leave the house, and like I get yeah, don't know. That's mad. It's crazy. It's yeah. not healthy. Um, it's what it is. Oh my god, it is what it is. Okay, that's fine. me. Um. If you have any tips on how Andy can get, get some more sleep, <laughs> then please let us know on Twitter at LapsGamer or drop us an email, uh, LapsGamerRadio at gmail.com. Um, gentlemen, any other business? Um, no. Should we say no. No. Okay. rest in peace? No. <laughs> no. No. I mean, you can if you want. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I never bothered. I'm not. I'm not bothered. I mean, she no. goes there. So, but I'm yeah. not a wireless as such. Oh, I just got my email from Shop Two saying that my Splatoon Three is being delivered tomorrow. Good old Parcel Force. <laughs> they never let so, you down, old Parcel Force. Oh, not like Hermes. Force. Open tomorrow. A parcel force on strike. <laughs> parcel force is shut in solidarity with the queen. Uh, it could be worse though. It could be like your parcels being delivered by Hermes. Well, um, you have an opportunity now. There's nothing on TV. It's all the queen. I don't watch TV any. I don't watch uh, like tra- anytime I tune in when something is being shown on TV is when the football's on. They might even take that away from us. <sighs> yeah. You get an extra day off, though. You'll have um, um opportunity to work and play games. When? I don't think so. Because I think it's like it's I weeks. think if we do, it'll be when I'm on holiday. So I'll already be on holiday. So mm-hmm. I don't even mm-hmm. get the benefit of that. I mean I'll get one day annual leave back. Yeah. Um you get benefit then? Will you though? Because it's a public holiday, not a bank holiday. So yeah, in theory, they don't have to give it you back. It's a, you know, it's, it's local government. They'll give it back. They're not. It's not the private sector. Um, they'll give. They'll give it back. They'll give it back, or the union will have all shit a fit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, you get an extra day this year. You also get an extra day next year when Charles gets coronated. If will it take that long? Next year. Yeah. Yeah, it won't take that long, will it, right? No, yeah, yeah. It was um I was looking at a video today, um, what is it called? Operation London Bridge. Um this guy, this video just explains what everything was going on and it's supposedly a year or so 
Um, it's that thing. Yeah, it's been that thing of um, the whole like London Bridge has fallen thing has been known about for quite a long time. Um, Yeah, Yeah. it's kind of fascinating from the you know the outside looking in. It's it's a real look into operational shit that goes on behind the scenes. It's really interesting. There's tons of YouTube videos about it. I know. I wonder when we're going to like talk about it, but. it is it's kind of obvious that like Hugh Edwards and that lot over in the BBC, they knew mm. hours before it was announced. Everybody changed even the guy who was doing <clears throat> the um sign language on the BBC had changed into a black suit and a black tie. Hugh Edwards didn't yeah. have a black tie until the like the break bef- just before he announced it. He had a dark blue tie. Oh right, okay. And then, honest, honestly, because yeah. I was watching it, yeah. he, he had a blue tie on, and then they had a they had a break, and when he came back, he he you could see it visibly changed into a black tie, and that's when mm. he said that it, mm. and they announced it. Have you and ever heard the royal um, correspondent had as well? When uh, what's his name? Elizabeth, this is dad, her predecessor, George, George the something six. Yeah, yeah. King George the something. Um, they gave him uh, twice the lethal dose of morphine and ca- and cocaine, mm-hmm. so that he would die before midnight, so that they yeah. could get it in the following morning's times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mad. Yeah. There's something. Um, sh- so, the PM knew was told at four thirty that she died, so she died mm-hmm. about four o'clock. Um, Probably before that, yeah. Yeah. And like yes. other people like would have known as well, I'm sure they would have told mm. the BBC um, yeah. and so on, so they could get like they could get all the vids uh, packages and everything together. Yeah. Everyone could get ready for when the announcement came out. The first thing um, is they tell the Prime Minister. They have like a special phone that rings mm. when she dies. Mm-hmm. So they tell the Prime Minister and then they tell the... It's not just the BBC, I think. There's like a a special network that they use and they signal that it's happened and then that goes to mm. all the broadcasters basically they yeah, have a, apparently, they, apparently they have a special a special light in all all bbc radio uh stations um to <laughs> talk that that is basically like upcoming yeah queen's dead shit on um bbc uh, the, the dance BBC, BBC. Dance. yeah, yeah dance, they interrupted. Um, who was it? Pete Tong. It was a Pete Tong session. Yeah, that was. They it. just interrupted the Pete Tong session to announce what had happened, and then cut straight back to Pete Tong. Literally, a really robotic voice saying the Queen yeah. has that passed away, and then it was yeah. just back to it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Love stuff like that. Um, it kind of, it kind of. Uh, I know it was a horrible, like dirty sexual predator but uh, i kind of wish that tim westwood had still been on the radio when this happened because you know he would he would announce it himself no tim westwood oh yeah i heard about him yeah he's he resigned and stuff he was dodgy wasn't he he was yeah he's a dirty fuck everybody knew it i mean he was like a guy in his 50s who was turning up to university freshers weeks and 
his DJ sets and whatnot. Uh, he was like uh, one of the biggest uh, hip hop DJs in UK for years. He pre- he presented the UK Ooh. version of Pimp My Ride as well, Nick. Never watched it. <laughs> wow. Okay, you completely missed out on. Um, very very strange guy. Um, white dude with a posh upbringing, just like talking like an absolute like like uh, roadman. Uh, I've just accidentally completely avoided him in my life. Oh, okay. Congratulations. I'm. I'm. Well, I, and apologies for introducing you to him. Um, just go carry on about your life like you'd never heard of him. It's probably for the best. Anyway, uh, we're starting to ramble now, so that's a good sign that we should end this. Um, thanks very much, gentlemen, for joining me as always Cheers. on this most um, auspicious of days. Historic. This historic of days. Oh. That's probably a better term. Um, uh, I'm going to look at. I might look at the odds of Charles dying next year. I mean, have you seen his fingers? It's not beyond the possibility. Seventy-three. Have you seen his weird, like puffy pink sausage fingers? Yeah, he's got these weird pink sausage. I ain't seen his no, no. (laughs) I mean, seeing his fingers was bad enough, man. Like he's really bad. There's something going on there. He's like he's probably got gout. He's probably got a whole bunch of weird shit going on there. Mm. Um, he won't last you know, long. Probably not. Um, we could just abolish the whole thing. Hey, just abolish it. Just get rid of the monarchy. Uh, anyway, I said I wouldn't get into this on this podcast. I might have to edit some of this out. Um, thanks very much, dear listener, for joining us. Uh, I'm away to sit and watch BBC News 24 for a bit just to see. <laughs> I've been watching it all like, afternoon. Just to see how how much of the country has melted down due to Isn't one old lady dying of natural causes at the age of 96. Sorry? Isn't it all black? The whole, the whole country? Graphics or the graphics of the BBC. I think it's all in black. Uh, I think so. No. I mean, they've turned off all the street lights where I live. That's just that's just saving money in the energy crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, honestly, I can't see any streetlights out the window. Oh. oh shit, I can't either. What? They turned the streetlights <laughs> off. <laughs> look out your window, Andy. <laughs> What's that? Hold well on. Let me have a look. No. Sorry, false alarm. We have streetlights. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, we have streetlights. Oh, maybe it's just where I am. That's weird. Too posh. I do live in a Tory heartland, unfortunately. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. Thanks very much for listening. Cheers. Uh, we're in a bit of a. Everybody's busy, and he's just uh, Adam's just had a kid. Um, mm-hmm. sort of thing. To him. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Congratulations to. We should have mentioned that straight off the bat. Um, Congratulations Ooh. and heartfelt feelings from all of us to, to Adam, yep. who's just had his first child. Uh, what's her name? Penelope. Penelope, Penelope that, was, that it. was it. Yes. Uh, Penelope. Um, and she does not have the middle name Pitstop, and I'm kind of upset about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but there's a lot of stuff going on and like, you know, holidays and whatnot, but we shall get back into. Um, streaming some stuff. Keep an eye out in the not too distant future. The, uh, we may do a um, football manager 
fantasy draw because I've I've roped the fourth person in, Nick. Ooh. So we can do our quick fantasy draw, you know, few matches thing uh, one evening, yeah. which could be quite fun. Yeah, keep an eye out for that. But anyway, um, yeah, just keep an eye out on Twitter at Laps Gamer. Uh, and until the next episode, I won't be on the next episode, but I'll be on holiday. Um, but yeah, until the next episode, thanks very much for listening and goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.